Welcome to Talking Rivals, a weekly podcast exploring everything about the best bleeping rivalry in baseball. With your host, Chris, as I cover the New York Yankees, and Patrick, he will be covering the Boston Red Sox. So what's going on, man? How are you guys looking? Not much. It was an interesting week. Yep, to say the least. Yeah. Uh, You guys finally lost, so. Yes. That's a start to it, but yeah. (laughs) Uh, week was up and down. It was for how well the Red Sox did. I should be a little more, a little happier. I'm looking yeah. back on it. They, they won two out of three in each series. So, Hey, that's, that's almost, it's a, just the problem question. is you guys keep on winning, right? You can't pick up any games on a team that's winning every week. Mm-hmm. Well, look at Tampa, Tampa, just, you, we can't Tampa's Tampa. quietly. <laughs> Expanding their lead. Yep. I mean, yep. how much are they? What are they up by? Uh, right now, I think it's six. By six on you. Yep. Eight on you. Yeah. I mean, it's it's ridiculous. Nine in the loss column. I mean, yeah. we'll I'll preview this later. We have a huge series with them this week. Four games. We could we could leave Tampa Bay this week in double digit loss column. Hmm. That would be pretty uh, – I guess as a Yankee fan, I'm hoping – I'm rooting for the Red Sox in that series. Um, hope everything bunches together. Yeah, so we could possibly catch – but I, I don't know. I don't think anybody's going to catch them. They're, play, they're, they're 34 games over 500 right now. Yeah, and you know what? <laughs> I'm going to sound like an MLB executive. I want a playoff series with the Yankees and Red Sox. Yep. I want the one-game wild card. Yeah. I agree. In the Bronx, I don't care. Mm-hmm. Doesn't matter. Yeah. So as long as, as long as my team's in it in the playoffs, mm-hmm. I'm happy. Would I want obviously to forego the wild card game? Sure, but yeah. At this I, point, the way you guys are playing, and the way, especially the way Tampa Bay is playing, mm-hmm. it's just going to be. It's just tough to um, to catch Tampa Bay. Yeah, I do not want to play a one-game playoff, I don't care against who it is. It could be against the Texas Rangers or Arizona, for that matter. <laughs> I don't – because anything could happen in a one – It's Exactly. It's That's why I want to play it. Right. Yeah, of course. It's you know, basically, the, you know, game seven, you know. Yeah. And crazy things happen. So With Boston's bullpen, who knows? That could be a slugfest at the end. Yeah. It could be and, a pitcher's duel between Cole and Sale for I seven innings. Yeah. And then – just a wild and crazy finish. Mm-hmm. And with how both bullpens have been pitching, yeah, that's probably what's going to happen. You know, it's going to get crazy. So I, I just don't want to get in there because all Cole has to throw is one bad pitch, right? Yep. That's really what it comes down to. It's as crazy as it is, that's all he has to do. I mean, but on the, the flip side, this is what we paid this guy $30 million a year for. It's for that guy. Yeah, of- I mean, I know you would preferable to be in the division series but like you said you paid Cole for for this type of game Mm -hmm. so yeah it would be interesting to see Cole versus Sale you know winner take all yes that would be pretty amazing Yankee Stadium I'll take that um and listen MLB will be crying for that game (laughs) you know they would love that 
Yeah. Um, and the only thing that would make them happier is if the Padres start winning a little and it's the Padres Dodgers. Yes. That would next be night. Oh my God. Can you imagine back to back wild card games? New York, Boston, and San Diego at LA. And then no matter what, you would get one of the New York or Boston teams facing Houston eventually, hopefully. Mm-hmm. And then you would probably get the Giants versus one of those Western teams. I mean, you would get it would set up pretty nice. Because right now, Major League. yeah, right now, if if Tampa, let's say if things stay the same, Tampa's got like what do they got a five or a six game lead over the yeah. Astros and the White Sox for the number one seed. So they would face right the winner of the wild card. So it's basically you have to go through the East if yeah. you're the wild card team. Yeah. So right now it's Houston against the White Sox. Tampa Bay waiting for either the Yankees or Boston in the uh, wow the other one. That's pretty amazing. And then the other side, go quickly with the National League. You got the Giants right now are waiting for the yeah they got a five game lead in the number one for the number one seed, uh, two and a half game lead over the Dodgers. So the Dodgers are starting to creep in. You know, yep. so watch out for the Dodgers. I think the, the Dodgers are going to win the West. Oh, you think they're going to overtake the Giants? Yeah, I, I don't think – I mean, I'm not breaking any news by saying the Giants – I don't. I think the Giants are smoking mirrors, even mm-hmm. with uh, Chris Bryant addition. Right. I think if you look at their pitching, I don't see how it holds up. It'll hold up to be a wild card, but I don't see how you can tell me at the start of the year this pitching staff is on pace for 105 wins. Well, San Fran does play L.A. this week, uh, next okay. this weekend coming up at L.A. No, no, uh, at San Francisco. And that's okay. going to be for them, playing against each other. And then they finish the year, San Fran at, San, at, San Fran at home against San Diego for a three-game series. So this week we find out if the number one seeds are for real in Tampa Bay facing Boston mm-hmm. and San Francisco facing L.A. Yeah. I mean, they are for real, but if they're going to be legit, the number one team. Well, how do you feel right now, Boston? How are you feeling right now as a fan? How, how do you see this team going forward from right now? Uh, it's, I feel like I'm in the 1990s, the late 90s, looking up at the Yankees, not, definitely not the Rays, <laughs> but looking up at the Yankees and having a good offense and not a great bullpen. Um, I feel like Boston's going to have to outslug people. Playoffs, I think we're one and done. At the best, we make it to the division series. Mm-hmm. At the start of the year, if you ask me how many wins, I would have said over under about 90. So if they win, uh, let's say if they, they're 75 and 57, so say if they get to... If they go 15 wins, that's 90 wins. And then they go 15 losses. So if they go 15 and 15, they're 90 and 72. That's not horrible <laughs> when you think that's, about it. Yeah, if they play 500 baseball, which I don't think gets them in, mm-hmm. but they'll be at my 90 win over under at the start of the year. Now, am I going to get greedy now? Yes. You gotta. Do I want do I want 95 wins instead? Yes. Oh yeah. Well, definitely. you definitely want to make sure you get in. So <laughs> yeah. Um and, and looking at uh, just quickly, like for me, looking at the A's, 
uh, in the four game series with the Yankees, I don't know if they're going to, they're another team just like Boston where you see, eh, okay, they could make a run, but then they, you know, then you see their, their warts as well. Yes. So I, I don't, and right now you, you guys got a, an advantage over them. Uh, you don't play them. So you got no head to head. Yeah. And, and like the remaining schedule for you guys, just quickly, we'll go over it. Right. You got Cleveland now. I'm sorry. Yes. You, got, you got the Rays coming up for yep. a four game series. Huge at Tampa. Then you're home against Cleveland and then Tampa again. And then it's at Chicago at Seattle. But then after that, I mean, look at these games. You got Baltimore. Then you got the Mets. Big series against the Yankees. Yes. Finish with both at Baltimore and at Washington. So I, I just want to be in that third to last series with with you guys mm-hmm. within striking distance of you, even yeah. if it takes a full sweep. And I think it will be. I don't think either team's going to kind of pull away one way or the other. Um, I don't see the Yankees running off 13 straight again. So I, I think it's going to be kind of tight. It, you know, you guys have probably a tougher schedule now. Uh, yep. than the Yankees do. The Yankees remaining schedule. Let me go to that real fast. Um, we're, we're tougher down the stretch than immediately now. Like now we got at the Angels, then we come home to play Baltimore, then Toronto, which Toronto's starting to fade a little bit. A little bit, yeah. A little bit, but I'm still terrified of their offense. So that's, <laughs> that's still going to be, if we could take three to four, that would be great. Um, then it's at the Mets, makeup game against Minnesota. Then it's at Baltimore, Cleveland, Texas, at Boston. Here's, here's where the Yankees are going to – whatever they're going to figure out, whatever they're going to be, is their last nine games. At Boston with you guys, at Toronto, and then home against Tampa Bay. Yeah. That's how they finished the, the season. So we got a tougher last nine games than you guys. But right. We got a Our tougher, season kind of peaks now. Yeah. So I don't know if that's good or bad, but that's that's what it is right now. So how do you feel about the Yankees right now? I, I feel better. Obviously, obviously I feel good. <laughs> Listen, if you told me they would take two out of four against Oakland before the, se- the season, the series started, I'd be OK. I don't care. I'd rather win the last two than the first two, but I'll take it. You know, uh, we always have a hard time at Oakland. So to pull out two. um and one was a close game. The first game was, was a really good one. And then the last two, I mean, those, they should have won, but they didn't. Um, just horrible defense last night on both sides. Um, yes, that was a sloppy uh, game. Yeah, very ugly. And so I'm, I'm, I'm ha- I'm, I feel good going in now to these last 30 games or whatever. Um, I hope. You know, you got Geo back. Yeah, he didn't play well last night, but I think he'll be fine. He just got to get back, you know, just got to get back into the swing of things. He'll be fine. Torres will be back in a day or so. He started his rehab. He had a home run yesterday as well. So that's great um, having those guys back. Sevi, I don't know if we're going to get Severino back. You know, you heard he's going to start throwing again, but I'm not counting on him. And Yeah, I, I was going to say I wouldn't count on I think at best he could be a bullpen guy at this point. I mean, how are you going to build him up anyway? Yep. Uh, so, hey, listen, if you could get him for the for the bullpen for the for the playoffs or even the last week, that would be great. That's a that's like a lottery ticket, you know. 
Yep. So <laughs> the one guy I think that's more important than anything to fix or to whatever is Chapman, right? Yes. If Chapman is, is the closer, then everybody else falls into place. You know, right now it's, oh, is Green going to close? Is Lu- I think Luizaga should close. But right now, you know, everybody's doing all these different innings and everything else. When, when Chapman is there, you know, he's the ninth, eighth and seventh, Luizaga. Sixth, seventh is, is Green. You know, so you got that kind of pecking order. So, and Chapman, his last game, for me, it looked like he doesn't trust his fastball anymore. You yeah, know, he's like, not. Yeah. He he just seems like he's going to the off-speed stuff too much. Yeah. So I, I and how you lose, how do you lose confidence in in a fastball that you throw over 100 miles an hour is beyond me. But I guess you know all these guys do. I but I think if you could straighten him out, that'll be the key. That'll be bigger than almost any ad. They could any guy coming back, even Kluber. I forgot to mention him. Kluber is I think going to start this week. Wow. Surprisingly, okay. yeah, he didn't look, and he hasn't really looked that good in the minors in his rehab start. So uh, that'll be interesting um, when he comes back. If he gives you anything, also, that's another big, huge. What is what is Chapman's ERA again? Right now, uh, let's see. Because he's easily having his worst year, right? Yeah, but you know what? Right now, he's at three point seven ERA. And I keep saying this, but our closer is having his best year at 3.8. Right. And your closer is having his worst year at 3.7. I mean, he's still 43 so that just K's. puts into perspective. 43 K's in, I'm sorry. Let me take that back. 72 K's in 43 innings pitch. So he's, he's still doing well. I mean, he's given up seven home runs, which is a career high at this point. Yep. Um, walking a lot too, 31, I think. That's his third most in his career. So um, he's the guy. I think he's the key. If you could straighten him out, then you could, you know, then you don't have to put Green in the eighth or ninth inning where, you know, where maybe he's better suited for a sixth and seventh inning right now, especially to now towards the end of the year, he might be losing a little bit off that fastball and slider. So just like everybody else. So that's, that, that's my thing with the Yankees, you know, um, yeah, I think great. I think both teams are in similar situations as far as mm-hmm. their closers. I mean, uh, for Boston, out of forty team saves, Barnes only has twenty four of them. Huh. Adovino awesome. has ten saves. Wow. Yeah. And you got Robles too. <laughs> Robles, Whitlock, Phillips, Valdez, Garrett Richards even closed the game for. I mean, both teams. It's the end of the bullpen. You would hate to see from either team's perspective, Sale or Cole or Kluber or Town or any of the starters mm-hmm. pitch a great game and then have it blown in the ninth yep. by Barnes or Chapman. And so far, that you know what the the Yankee starters have been pretty good. You know, during this stretch, they've been pretty solid, and the bullpen obviously is has held its own. But we know that that you know, like it's almost like. We're we're avoiding the uh, the gorilla in the room is in which is Chapman. Yep. Like they gotta get him straightened out, and I'm hoping the next you know six eight games against the Ram- the, the Rams the Angels <laughs> and uh, and the Orioles maybe he could get a couple of appearances in there. Hey, even you know, if they're three run games. 
Yeah. Just get him in there just to be like, listen, just throw your fastball. That's all you got to do. Just yep. give me, just throw your fat. I don't care what you do. Just throw your fastball. I want to see it. I want to see 101. So he's got enough life on his fastball where you could literally put down the one finger as a catcher, aim for the middle of the plate, and he could right. just aim for the middle and basically right. cut the plate in half. It's so true. Hey, you're right. You know, he's, it's not like he's throwing high 90s. He's throwing – yeah, he's not. He's not Jamie Moyer. He's not touching no. ninety. Yeah, it's it's ridiculous. Hundred one. I mean, yeah. If you give him enough chances, a professional hitter is going to hit it. But right, one hundred and one belt high is it's nothing to sneeze at. No, one hundred one is one hundred one. And yep. if you could, if you could, if you could place it where you want to place it. Yeah. Not that it's unhittable, but it's very hard to hit. Sure, if you throw it right over the plate. (laughs) I remember when we talked about the rubble umpires. Mm -hmm. There was this big story in the New Yorker magazine about the robotic umpires and playing in, I think it was the Long Island Ducks. Right. Have implemented it. And when you said placing, it just it made sense for a second. It just kicked in something because they said that the robotic umpires are so much better. But there was an interesting quote saying that human umpires, if you place a pitch, if the if the catcher is set up right on the outside corner, say two inches off the plate, and you hit the and you hit the catcher dead in the chest, right where he wants it, and even if it's an inch outside, that that home plate umpire, if he's human, mm-hmm. chances are they're gonna account for that skill and call it a strike. Right. Whereas this robotic umpire is strictly the 17 inch strike zone. Right. I gotcha. It's just, yeah, you're going to, I think you're not going to be totally happy either way. Right. And I think right now too, a big problem, at least from what I see is I see it every game. There's at yeah. least five or 10. Oh, definitely. At least without a doubt. And, and to me, a big problem with the umpires, and I, that's why, I mean, trust me, I get aggravated just as much as anybody else, but a part of me also feels like the ball, these guys are throwing harder and the ball is moving more than we've ever seen ever in history. Yeah, it's not an easy job. <laughs> so it's hard to pick up where this ball is going to, you know, we might, you know, he might see it up here, but then it lands right in the catches mid, right down the middle, and we're screaming. But meanwhile, he's like, well, I've seen it you know, outside the strike zone or whatever. So I think that's a big thing, you know. There's a couple things that really get me is the consistency. Like, like I said, if, if when the, when the pitching coaches or when the managers come out with their cards, the home plate umpire right then should say, look, I'm, I am what I am. I'm going to give a little on the corners. I'm, I'm a pitcher's umpire or I'm a strict hitters umpire just but just be consistent right and just what you call in the first is what you call in the ninth and the other thing that i noticed a lot of the calls that are quote unquote missed are say if the catcher is set up outside on the outside corner and you throw it on the inside corner now it looks like you missed your spot by a mile but it's still a strike right most umpire is going to call that a ball because you missed. Because once the catcher's glove moves, 
that's one of the telltale signs. Going back to what you said, the ball is moving so fast that it's almost easier to to track the catcher's movement than it is the ball. Right. So those couple of things really, I mean, and like I said, it's on each side. I'm not saying that, you know, Boston is getting screwed. It's both. Yeah. You're getting at least five or 10 calls on each side and it changes the dynamic. If you look, if you go into like money ball stats and stuff, a one, one count, the difference between going two one or one, two, the average goes up like a hundred points. Wow. I believe it because when you got two strikes on them and you only got one ball, now you you know you, you could throw something in the dirt and make the guy go fishing and strike him exactly. out. Exactly, you're you're just so much more defensive. Right, when it's two and one, you got to throw a strike now because you don't want to go three one because then you know then you're throwing it right over. Or the think plate. about even the difference between two one, calling it a strike or calling it a ball. Three yeah. one, you know you're getting a juicy pitch. Two two, you have no clue what's coming. Yep. So, yeah. So that that's what I I, you know, it's coming right. The the robotic umpire. Yeah, Wally Backman was quoted in the article saying that it's going to be in the major leagues before everyone else is ready for it. Whether or not you're ready for it, it's coming. Right. I believe it. I I definitely believe it. Anything anything that they try in these outside leagues or in the in the minor leagues, eventually it comes in. If and I guess work. in the wherever the league is with the Long Island Ducks. There's a home plate, a human umpire there. Yes. And they, they have a earpiece mm-hmm. and it gets called through that. Right. So it's not like, you know, Watson, the computer. Right. Right. I know what you mean. Because yeah. I was picturing like an actual, <laughs> you know, computer server behind the catcher. <laughs> I'm thinking like if Chapman gets wild, he breaks the thing. And we're out for the day. Well, we got to bring another. No baseball for today. Yeah. <laughs> that would be funny. I know the other one. I, I know the other rule that they were thinking of doing was pushing back the uh, the pitching rubber as well. That I hate. I hate that too, but it it does make sense in the sense. I could see them going to the tacky baseball more. Yeah. Um. They were. They were. They. I saw it in MLB trade rumors. Manfred started um, behind the scenes, kind of. It got let out a little bit, but. Uh, the Japanese baseball. I know David Cohn has been harping on that for a while. Oh, and Manfred, yeah, it's tackier. There's more. There's more grip to it. You don't have to go through that. I mean, David Cohn was saying, today's day and age, 2021, and you still have to do the Delaware mud on a ball. It's ridiculous. Yeah, that's. You so would true. think we would be able to. Yeah, we're behind, the, you know, we should be ahead of that by now. You know, like yes, 2021, this is stuff that they were doing probably back in the. Uh, yeah, this is like know. Civil War, like yeah. <laughs> mining for gold. Yeah. On I know, the river. Sense. So, yeah, I mean, you would think, you know, if you just uh, engineer a baseball or design a baseball like the one, like you said, in the other league that would work here. It sounds like a pretty simple thing to do, too. Um, yeah, I mean, because sounding like Cone again, but if you take a ball out of the package, uh, official Major League Baseball, it is there's like a shine to it, right? Like good luck throwing it if right. you just take it right out of the package. That's why you know what it's going to be a interesting off season 
with the um, with the CBA uh, coming up this off season. So it's and there's so many changes happening now, or that's yes. going to happen, that they got to incorporate this. And what is the voting for that? Is that three quarters approval, majority, mm, unanimous? I'm not sure. Yeah, I'm not sure. We'll look into that. But yeah, yeah the winter meetings are going to be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be interesting. The CBA is, I think, December second, mm-hmm. and the winter meetings I'm thinking are after that. Probably, yeah. So they're going to want to get the CBA done as quick as possible, so that free agents can get their money. Definitely, and and there's a lot of big name free agents this year, yes. so it's going to be busy on all fronts. Yep. Um, with the CBA, with how many changes that are going to go on there, and then how many big name free agents, and we'll get into that after the season. Um, but, um, yeah, it's going to be pretty interesting when, when that comes down the pipe and when all that happens. So, yep. um, all right. So with our teams, we see where we are. We're basically same situation. I mean, we're only two games apart, um, and our schedule, it's tough. It doesn't feel like two games apart. Right. Boston's perspective, because we were in first for most of the season. Right. So it feels like the season is over. I mean, I keep going back to Boston Red Sox Twitter, but and it's 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 split right down the middle, but it's so polar opposite the views. There's no middle ground. Right. It's either relax, take it easy, mm-hmm. we're gonna be fine. We got Chris Sale back, we have Schwarber, and they're gonna make a playoff run, or the house is on fire, run for your lives. <laughs> Yeah. And okay. I think I'm somewhere in the middle. I, you know, it's, I just think they're going to make the playoffs, sneak in and then fizzle out whatever their first round is. And it's weird. That's how I felt a few weeks ago before this run that the Yankees went on. That's exactly how I felt. I felt, all right, they, they, they should get the wild card, but they're probably, they, I don't see them going any further than that first round. Maybe they'll win the wild card. Because anything could happen. I, I don't want to say who's going to win or not going to win, but anything can happen in that wild card game. So, since it's only I was one. saying since we started this that that's what gives the Yankees the edge over the Red Sox. Now, right, that you have Cole before we had Sale, right, healthy. right. But now so, you do have Sale, so that kind of evens yeah. it out. But when we look that's at the bullpens, <laughs> that's where it's yeah, yeah. No, would I want five games against the Yankees instead of one? Probably, but oh yeah, you know, I'll take any Yankee Red Sox playoff game you give me. Oh yeah, I mean, and the one game is going to be it'll you know it'll it'll feel like seventy eight again, and hopefully it finishes the same way. So <laughs> it'll be. I'm trying to think of. It'll probably be that Velasquez then, if it's oh fucking dead, hitting a home run. Oh my god! If that kid does Andrew bleeping Velasquez in the Bronx, Jesus. Yeah. Yeah, that would be nuts. I'm trying to think of an equivalent for Bucky Dent, a light hitting infielder. At least Bucky was a at least uh, semi regular. Yeah, like Velasquez is like he's been he bounced around the last couple of years and you know looked like he was going to be one of those career quadruple A players, you know. But um, yeah, that would be ugh, that would that would be another heartbreaker. But Rugnetto Door, yeah. God, <laughs> I don't want to go down this what if game. Yeah, I know. <laughs> Let's wait till that happens, and then we'll uh, we'll talk about it. But 
What what were your thoughts on the whole uh, Mets players? The thumbs down. Oh God! Yeah, I totally forgot about that. Um, Pretty embarrassing. And then the statement by Alderson. Yeah, that was that makes it worse. Mm -hmm. I think it's completely unacceptable. We're we're here to change the culture. No, you have those conversations in house, right? You don't. I hate when. I don't know. The, the the fan in me loves the access nowadays mm. that the clubhouse is open and things get leaked out. But you know, being when I played in high school and stuff, you don't you don't want locker room stuff out. Right. Especially on a major league level. Oh I just I think I think Baez, I saw where Paul Laduca chimed in. And said Baez needs to, you know, basically shut the F up and man up and take the booze. Yeah, I, I absolutely. I don't, I don't disagree with him. I mean, it goes back to like that taunting or Fernando Tatis rounding third base slowly. Mm-hmm. If you don't like it, play better. Right. <laughs> I mean, it's very simple. If you don't like getting booed, keep hitting doubles. You don't have to put your thumbs down when you get on second base. Just do it again. Absolutely. And to me, like what the players did, that was horrible, right? Like you said, I, I such a mad thing. It. Yeah. So I definitely think it was bad. Um, and like you said, I, I would have kept it in house. I would have, I would have definitely said what I said in that art, you know, in, in the thing that they posted, but I would have said it to them in their face and made them out to be, you know, made them look like idiots. But yeah. in their face, I would do it. Um, yeah. you know, but it's, it's, it's just one more thing that this, that these Mets have done this year, you know, they're free falling. They were in first place a month or so ago. Now they're just free falling. And it's been, it's been, and, and let, let, let's be honest, let's go back to the beginning. Um, trading for Lindor. I like that, but signing him right away. Yeah. We were talking about this off the air yesterday yeah, and I totally made, agree with you. Right. It made no sense because listen, he wants to listen. You don't want to, you don't want to sign with us right now. Fine. Then we'll, we will wait till the off season. And there he's going to go against how many other top shortstops. Exactly. No way he's getting 10 years, 30, 300 million. And right now you're negotiating against yourself. Right. So they could offer him anything. You don't offer him the highest of highest amounts, (laughs) you know, right. And you don't start with a 10 year deal. Right. Even if you went cheap on it and said 10 years, 250, you don't start there. You start with like a five-year. Right. At the most, I'd say, yeah, I don't want to go more. Look what the Astros did with Correa this year. Mm -hmm. They said, you know what? If you want want to stay with the home team, we're going to give you the same exact offer that Bogart signed two years ago. Six years, 120. Take it or leave it. That's it. If you don't like it, do a show me year and prove it. Yeah. And we'll talk at the end of the year. Yeah, then, I mean, it's is it disrespectful? Yes and no because it's it's one hundred twenty really. million dollars. <laughs> it's not disrespectful. It's just it is what it is. It's smart. It's smart business. Yeah, it's it's so true because, like, you got. What do you think put- Lindor would get if he if he played to hit the back of his card this year? I don't think he's getting 10 for 300. No, no nobody. Not. 
Nobody. I think he would. I think a. What do you think a smart deal would be for him? Like seven Taking this year into account. If he had seven a big year, two ten. Yeah, maybe uh, at the. I wouldn't even go that high to be I seven for two hundred. Maybe, maybe a little less for seven years. I I'd sure as I wouldn't give him ten years. There's no way would I give. I'm not giving anybody ten years unless the guy's no, like twenty five. Ten years, years do not age well. No, no. And this guy's um, been on the decline the last couple of years. You I know, would, so- I would offer him more year, uh, less years, and more money. And then my second position would be, we'll pay you if it gets to seven years. Mm-hmm. Say, say the first five years, say you're going to be our shortstop, and we'll pay you as such. But keeping him fat, keeping the back of your head, at the end of your career, you might move to second base, and we have to pay you accordingly. Right. So a little less at the end. So you're right. It would probably, I would, I would say seven years, 200. Yeah. I, that's, that's not bad. That would be my, I think that would be my max for him because he's, he's been on the decline the last couple of years. So and I definitely wouldn't have guy. Yeah. I would have said at the beginning, say you offer him like a seven year, like you said, seven, two, 10, whatever. And that's it. And if he wants more, say, you know what? Go out there Good and prove it this year, and then we'll talk. At, you know, in the off season, that's all. Yep. And that's that's simple as that. And but instead, they give him. And what did they give up for him? They didn't give crazy amount. They gave Ahmed Rosario. No, uh, yeah, Andres Jimenez. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. two guys on the roster right now for Cleveland, and then I'm trying to remember who else they gave up. Probably some prospects. Yeah, it wasn't that bad. I didn't mind that. So, but the the just signing him when you didn't have to sign him, and you could say whatever you want to say. Say no, and at the end of the day, it's a business. You know, we always talk about that. Sports is a business. It's not a. But they're the Mets' problem, and they've had a problem for for years now. Is that they cater to the fans? Yes, they react. Right, which is not a good thing. Because us fans don't know (laughs) we're not that smart. So we, you know, we're going by our emotions. Oh my God, we got this guy. We have to sign him. We have to sign him. We can't lose him. Like, don't worry. (laughs) Next offseason, we'll sign him. And if we don't sign him, there's five or six top shortstops that are just as good or better than him that we'll sign. And we'll we'll get one of them signed. Somebody will take our money. You know, it's just a matter of finding out who, who wants to come. And this might sound crazy, but they gave 10 years, 300 something million to a guy who has only had two seasons of 300 averages. Yeah. He's not worth it. He's not. Even his best years is not worth it. His best year was his rookie year at 313 (laughs) average. His OPS plus has gone below. He's below. He's a below average hitter right now. And I, I last like year he player. was average is 100. He was 102. He was the league average in COVID. Every year it's been going down. But he's a very good defensive player. Am I right? Yes. Yeah. So I, I do like this. His defensive game. wins above replacement are going down, though. Wow. I don't know what to make of COVID year, but. His defensive war was in the mid ones, and then last year was 0. 0.6. So right. it fell off one one percentage point, one whole war. 
This year, it's back up to plus 0.9. But still, it's a lot of money. Yeah, that is. For a glove and a speed guy. A lot of money that they did not have to spend. And that's the big thing. So, and now you're stuck. And now what they did at the trade deadline, which, which was just as bad by trading their number one pick from last year. Yes. Right, for Javi Baez. So they basically lost this year's first round pick, gave away last year's. Yeah, for Javi Baez. For two months of Javi Baez. Yeah, because now you know Baez is not coming back. There's no way they could sign him. John Heyman reported that the Cubs are willing to do up to $150 million for Baez. Take him. I, there's no yeah. way I would touch that guy for that kind of money. No way. I don't think he's. Yeah, I wouldn't. Right. To me, he's a good. A really good utility guy because he could play short. I think he's a starting second baseman in the league. Yeah. I just don't think he's 30 million. No, no, no way. 20 at the most. I'm trying to think of a similar player. I don't even know if I'd give him 20 at this point. I wouldn't. Yeah. He's a career 261 hitter. And he strikes out. He's the guy who strikes out the most. Yes. (laughs) I know everybody strikes out a lot. So that's a. You know, that's a foregone conclusion. Everybody's going to strike out 100 whatever times now. But he strikes your, out the most. <laughs> your similarity scores on baseball reference mm-hmm. through age 28. The one that he's most similar to, Jonathan Scope. Oof. He's not And working. then there's a couple of decent names, Soriano and Tejada, but Brandon Phillips, J.J. Hardy, Ricky Weeks. Yeah, that's not good. That's <laughs> not that's not thirty million. That's no. like that's like ten. The Cubs would be nuts to give him thirty million. And you know what that would look like it, as far as PR it. nightmare, giving him money and not Rizzo. Yeah, he's not getting thirty million. I'll, I'll tell you that. I think what do you think Rizzo would get this money. off season? Yeah, it'd be interesting if the Yankees resign him or not. Because you got Olson, you also have Freeman, and Rizzo. Out of those three, to be honest, I would rather I'd take Olsen. Yeah, he's younger. And then I would take Freeman. Mm-hmm. I, I I really like Freddie Freeman. I like Rizzo as a player, but I think what is he thirty one now? At least maybe yeah. thirty two by next by his next paycheck. Yeah, so I don't know if I would say I, I if I'm if I'm going big for a first baseman. I'm Matt Olson seems like the Jason Giambi signing with a glove. Yeah. Exactly. I would definitely go for, I prefer him over any of them, but we'll see, you know, um, the, the big thing for me, I mean, we've been talking about it for a while, getting back to the Yankees now um, is shortstop second base, you know, like what are they going to do this off season? You got Peraza and you got Volpe coming up probably at the end of next year, probably 2023 to take over short and maybe second. So what do you do? do you stick with Torres for another year at short? Do you trade Torres for maybe pitching? I um, think you should keep Torres for another year and try to get his value higher and then trade him. Yeah. That, right now, whatever you get for him is not going to look real good. Right. Yeah, it's true. I, I agree. They're probably like imagine if you well. traded Luke Void at the trade deadline, what you would have gotten for him. You, you would have gotten pennies. Right. Now. <laughs> now. Exactly. That's that's my point. Like, 
Right. So he's the guy. I mean, if Torres goes back to a 280, 30 home runs, or even some of that, 20 home runs as a shortstop. Look at all the teams that are going to miss out on the top shortstop free agents. They're going to be in the market. It'll be interesting because he will, he's going to have a shot to get back. I think he's, he's coming back uh, when we come home. So what is that? Um, in three days, I think by the end of the week, we'll be home when we play the uh, Orioles. That's when I think he comes back. So he'll have a month to boost up his himself and reclaim the short shortstop job on the team. Do you think, think Velasquez has done enough a small sample size to, yeah. to warrant being like Odor of next year? Like the utility kind of swing back up? I, I think so. I, you know, he's not going to listen. He's still going to bat 220 or whatever he's going to bat. So, and he's got no pop. That's I was just looking, good. I was just thinking of him and Wade as the cheap bench. So you can spend more money on your starters. Yeah. Uh, they might end up doing that um, for that reason. So they could maybe sign a, a Matt Olson. Yeah. And pitching. Cause you got Rodon as a free agent and you got Robbie Ray pitching his butt off. Perfect. Yeah, he's, he's right. got like a 2.70 RA right now. Yeah. I mean, but that's a guy I don't know if I would trust signing. I don't, yeah. Uh, <laughs> I don't um, know. I'd rather go for I'd rather go after Rodon. Yeah, he's got a little bit more of a um, history there. But, um, yeah, I, I think. A few years ago, Ray was considered a very good, like, number two in Arizona. But that was the National League. Yeah. It's true. So be interesting. Yeah, this offseason is going to be it's going to be interesting on all all sides. The CBA, there's a bunch of free agents. The Yankees, I know, are going to make some changes because the bullpen, you got Chapman. I've I've mentioned already. Yeah, the Red Sox and the Yankees are both going to be in it for at least an innings, either mid-level starter Mm -hmm. and at least a seventh or eighth inning guy. Right. Yeah, I think. Yeah, because the Yankees, I mean, I don't think they're going to go big for a starter. I think no, I don't. Right. I don't think either team's going to go for like you know, uh, uh, um, uh, number one. But they'll go for a guy that could throw 150 innings, be like a number three or four. Yeah, I think the the Yankees are going to probably go more into the bullpen. Right, okay. because if they could move Chapman, Britain, I don't know what's going to happen if he get if he gets surgery again. He might be out all next year. Um, so, a Green, Chapman, and Britain are all going into their contract year. They'll be free agents after next year. So, um, and to me, they've all regressed in one yes. way or the other. So, for me, I'm moving these guys now if I can. I think the future of the Yankees pitching is obviously Eel or Gill. As a starter. As a starter. Mm-hmm. But then in the bullpen, I like that guy that started with the S, his last name. Stripling? Yeah. He's got good stuff. Yeah. And so does Luizica. I agree. So build around those guys. and So maybe you do. I mean, if you can move Chapman's money somehow, maybe you do go after a closer. That's, I, th- I think that's the, the big one, you know. Um, Quickly looking at who's available. Kenley Jansen's going to be a free agent. Oof. Familia. Uh, Adovino. 
Iglesias, uh, Hudson. You can have Olivino back. Yeah, there's really no big guys. Um, they're gonna have to find one of those middle relief guys. That's good. That's you know. Yeah. They always find that. That's the one thing I I trust them with the bullpen more than the starting pitching in finding guys. The Yankees they always seem to find a good bullpen guy. Starting yep. that's a whole other issue. That's been uh, a crapshoot to say the least. Yeah. But um, just looking yeah, at, and it, I, was, I think for Boston they're gonna go after. Uh, I think especially with Sale coming back off of Tommy John and going for a full year next year, stretching them out, they're going to get an innings either mm-hmm. for the back end because they figure Ivaldi and Sale are the top of the order, top of the line uh, staff. Right. And you have a young Hauk. And then after that, Eduardo Rodriguez is a free agent. I don't think you sign, re-sign him to a five ERA. Mm, right. And then Richards and Perez are gone. So that leaves at least one spot open. True. And so didn't you did say they overpay it, for Robbie Ray or what are they going to do with uh, the kid that's in the bullpen? Um, Whitlock? Yeah. He might be their fifth starter, but does he give you length? Right. Because they've been pitching him with kid gloves. He's only had 63 innings this year. So mm-hmm. it's the most in the bullpen. But if you try to, extrapolate that to a starter how can you ask him to go from 63 innings to 150 right that's true tanner hauk also has only pitched 44 professional innings this year Mm. how can you ask him to do 150 well how many has he thrown in the minus too maybe another 20 oh wow so yeah he's been they've he's had nine starts and he has 44 innings right He's been in 11 games. He's averaging four innings per outing. But he's been he's he's pitching well. It's just not long enough. Right. And Eovaldi is coming up on a career high of innings. And then you have Sale coming off of Tommy John. So it, they need innings from right. One way or the other. They need they just need a four ERA, and I'm gonna go out there every day. Right. And I so, and I would think another arm for the bullpen as well. Yes, definitely. Without yeah. a doubt. Finding maybe a closer because, you know, do you go in again with... Uh, yeah, I mean, ideally, either Whitlock turns into a closer or is he a fourth or fifth starter? They could go all out and really try to do their bullpen with Whitlock and Hauk at the end and slide Barnes into the seventh inning and then go all out for starters. Right. They have options. They have, again, they have that flexibility because Whitlock's only 25, Hauk's only 25. Right. So they got the the flexibility to move them if they have one exactly. way or the other. Yeah. So that's 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 the good thing. They got time on their side with those guys. And Ivaldi, I thought was older. He's only 31. Yeah, no, that's not bad. How many more years has he got? One more, two more? I think at least one more. Yeah. So that's good. Yeah. So we'll see. It'll be an interesting offseason. Definitely. So uh, before we get to the offseason, we can talk about our the rest of the uh, the league here, how yeah. it's starting to shape up. American League, White Sox got the Central. They're up by 10, so they're basically in control there. Houston up on Oakland by five and a half. So Are you ready to count the Indians out? 
they're only eight the back division. in the loss column. Yeah, definitely out of the division, right? Um, yeah, they're only eight in the, in the loss column. You're right. Um, play, I'm assuming they play the White Sox more at the end of the year. Yeah, we could see. I mean, I just saw the Indians play. They're not a division-winning team. No, that's why I don't I'm see just trying you. to play devil's advocate. Yeah, no, no, definitely. Um, they play them one more time. Oh, that's not enough to make up. Yeah, White Sox at Cleveland for a one, two, three, four. Well, it's a five-game series, I guess, to get making up one. That's in late September, so. You got to win four out of five. Yeah. And that only picks up three games. Right. <laughs> so that means you're still five back. Yeah. Okay. So, yeah, I'm, I'm thinking, yeah, they're probably out of it. Um, and then when you look at their um, – I got to think Houston – I mean, you get Bregman back, they're better than Oakland. Yeah, I, I didn't see anything special about Oakland. Oakland is – Oakland is what Isn't they Canna are. Isn't out the rest of the year? Kana, Mark Kana, their, uh, their leadoff hitter for the Oakland? Uh, he might be. I think he got injured during your series. Oh, and then they said he's out for the rest of the year. Yeah, because I know he's uh, only Lurie batting two thirty, but his on base percentage is three sixty. Hmm. Loriano so, was the guy that got caught for the steroids, right? Exactly. Yeah. And then, I mean, they did add Starling Marte, but who's been anytime great? Anytime you're, anytime the middle of your infield is Jed Lowry and Elvis Andrews. Hmm. Yeah, that's that's asking that's a heavy lift. And if you've seen, like I just said, Marte's been great for them. And for the Marlins, what's his name? Pitched great yesterday. Oh, Lazardo. Yeah, he pitched great. He had a career high in K's. He pitched six. He's gonna be good. Yeah. Um what's his name's been pitching pretty well for Oakland, the former Yankee, Caprillon? Caprillion? Oh, Caprillion, yeah. But we did uh, we did hit him good when we played him. Uh, okay. The first game in the series, I think we 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 touched him for a couple of home runs and stuff. But yeah, no, he's finally mm-hmm. pitching. I mean, he he's been out since we made that trade for Sonny Gray back when. Yikes. Uh, so, um, yeah. So the West, you would think Houston's going to take control of that division um, with the wild. Seattle's card. still lurking in yes, the wild yeah. card. Yeah, for the wild card. I mean, they're only four and a half back of uh, you guys, I believe, right? Yeah. And Oakland's only two and a half back. But like and, you said, we don't play Oakland again. That's the right. good news, I think. In Toronto, <laughs> Toronto's only five and a half. Okay, so there are a couple teams that are lurking that yeah. have deficiencies. Right. I, I'm not afraid, you know, like I'm not worried about those teams. Those, I'm not. I'm not afraid of Seattle. I'm, I'm more afraid of Toronto. Yeah, Toronto, that offense could get going. Toronto can get hot real quick. And with Robbie Ray, I would think they would have taken off. Barrios has been doing nothing for them. Mm-hmm. So. I think that's a big reason why they're five. Yeah. <laughs> they were hoping to be a little bit closer by now. So, yep. um, And then you go to the, the National League where we were talking about the Mets earlier. There are seven and a half games behind Atlanta for first place in the East, which is amazing. Amazing. And Atlanta would be in just above Toronto for fourth place in the American league East. And I think they're in first place. Yeah. (laughs) And I think they said today that I just watched it a few minutes ago before we came on Atlanta was 54 and 54 at one time. 
So now they're 16 and five. Mm-hmm. Wow. And Philadelphia, how they're only four and a half games back is, re- is beyond me. Cause they're Considering just, they have what, like 25 blown saves. Yeah. I don't know how they're doing it. I mean, whatever Joe Girardi's doing, he's. I saw, he's Girardi did a typical Girardi move. I saw it infuriated me yesterday. I didn't care the, the situation they, he was playing. They had Bryce Harper up at bat and they, and they uh, sacrificed bunted. Oh God! <laughs> and I was just the like, MVP. "That's Joe Girardi for you in a nutshell." The probable MVP or first yeah, and second you, MVP. Like, and what are you good. doing? Yeah, I don't care if that works out. You can't. <laughs> what, are you, what are you paying the guy thirty-five million a year for? Right to lay bunt. down a bunt. The sacrifice. It's a sacrifice. Someone else. Jesus. <laughs> yeah. That's, but anyway. Right. So that's the East. Um, Milwaukee still. Yeah. The central Milwaukee's in control, eight and a half above Cincy, but Cincinnati is second in the wild card now, which is. Do the Cardinals make a run? Eh, I don't think so. I think they're going to have only two in the loss column behind Cincinnati. Right. I don't know. I I don't. um... I think they're three and a half behind Cincinnati total. Uh, Four and a half. Four and a half. Okay. Yeah, but like you said, two in the only two in the last column. So that'd be interesting. And Yachty just re-signed. He's coming back for another year. Yeah, which is good. He's got to be a first ballot Hall of Famer. For me, he is. Yeah, I would. I would say so. He's been the top. Yeah, I mean, he has two thousand hits. Yeah, and during his time, he was either the best catcher or the second or third best catcher in in the league. Yeah, over his last fifteen years or whatever he's played. So. Uh, they play. Here we go. This is great. St. Louis plays at Cincinnati next three games. Perfect. Then they go to Milwaukee for three games. Then, then they come home. That's all you can ask for at the end of the season. Yeah. In September, you have it within your capability to, without any outside help. Yeah. Can yeah. you make up the games? And, and we'll can. know. Listen, they have no, not one easy game up until very late September because they yeah, got and me bring them up is not saying that they're going to make the playoffs. No, but no, but I'm just saying like they can, if, if, if there, if there is a run in them, this is the time because they got yeah. at Cincinnati at Milwaukee. Home they're only one game back of the loss column of the Padres and everyone is uh, apparently it was for the longest time. It was a foregone conclusion that the Padres yeah. are going to make the playoffs. And, but they play everybody above them, right? They play Cincinnati, Milwaukee, then the Dodgers, then Cincinnati again. Then they play at the Mets, but then they play San Diego for a three-game series at home. Then they play Milwaukee again. And then they play Milwaukee again after the Cubs. So they got – listen, if they're going to make a run, they can. It's it's in there. It is a possibility with the games they're playing is what I'm saying. So it's not out of the realm of – And you never know with Arenado, Goldschmidt. Yeah, they could could get hot. You know, they could definitely do it. Definitely not. And then out west is. It's crazy. Like I said, I think the Dodgers are the team, but. Yeah, they're they're heating up now too. So, they just there's just too. What do you think happens with the Padres? I think they have to make the playoff. They have to sneak in. I mean, how bad would that be if they don't make it at least into a wild card? You know, it's. So you think they're going to go over the Reds? Just talent wise, I think yes. But yeah, that's that's mesh. the way I look at it. And looking at this schedule, another team 
they have all the teams that they have to beat. They got them coming up after they play Arizona this week. They got Houston. Then they got the dot. Then they got the angels, but then they got the Dodgers, the giants, St. Louis, the giants, again, Atlanta, the Dodgers again, and then the giants. I'm so, just picturing a situation where the Red Sox and Padres don't make the playoffs. It's, it could happen, but I don't see the, the Red Sox. I don't see the Red Sox missing. Padres, I see Oakland and Cincinnati as similar teams. Like you look at them and you're like, I yeah, don't know. Right. But then they just mesh. They're just a baseball team. Yeah. Whereas the Padres have more talent than the Reds. But the Reds are just, for some reason, they just put together this year. Right. And I mean, they were a playoff team last year. Yeah, so they're not horrible, and they got you know their ace once he started pitching. Good I mean, Wade Miley, right? Jesus, they have Castillo, Tyler Maley, Wade Miley. Sonny Wade Miley's Gray. pitching to a two point seven ERA. That's pretty amazing. Sonny Gray is under four. Castillo was the big one because he should have been. He should. Oh, I mean, as far as stuff, Castillo's got the stuff. Yeah. Miley's been pitching great. And I thought Castillo was was better down the stretch. Oh, their closer is Heath Hembry. (laughs) Oh, they have Sean Doolittle, Heath Embry, and Amir Garrett. Right. You got three guys. Look at that. You have eight saves, seven saves. Lucas Sims has seven. And I think they just – oh, no, they didn't they just get – They have 36 team saves, and their leader is eight. Unbelievable. So. And they're in the wild card right now. And the yeah, pocket. and they have Luis Sessa and Justin Wilson. And I, I said it at the at the trade deadline, too. I thought the Padres needed to add at the trade deadline. And they yes, you've been consistent about that, yeah. And they're pitching. I think their pitching is what's, what's you know, holding them down right now. Yep. You know? I mean, Musgrove – Pitched great, but he hasn't uh, him got Darvish. nothing on Snell yeah. and Darvish. Snell, 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 Snell's been <laughs> horrendous this year. Yeah. Almost five ERA. Paddock was over five ERA. And Snell was not giving them length even when he was pitching. Yeah. So something was. So it wasn't like he was giving up five earned runs, but he's pitching seven innings, giving him most of the games I saw with them, he's out in the fourth inning. Yeah. Which makes no sense. I, I don't no. know what happened to him. Did he? Is he? You would think going from the American League East to the National. I mean, I don't. I know something in the water in Tampa. And Paddock, I think, is coming back, so maybe that'll help him out. Okay. Maybe <laughs> they, they need something. That team. They need something to spark them. And Texas yes. came back. That, I, I thought the Frazier deal, I'm not putting Frazier down at all. I love I love him as a player, but he's a guy that they just – I don't think they really needed Frazier. They overpaid for him. They have him already. They have Jake Cronenworth. Right. <laughs> I think they want <laughs> You already have that player. Right. And they wanted – I think they wanted Frazier to become, you know, the guy who could play all over, which is great. But I think they also wanted other guys to do that. They also wanted Cronworth right. to maybe move to short. And then what are they doing with Tatis in the outfield? Right. Just let him play to short. If he gets hurt again, I mean, he's going to get hurt. Is the there outfield. any? Is there any data? I'm sure there is analytics behind not getting injured in the outfield compared to the infield. I mean, right. <laughs> you could run into a wall. Right, and maybe hurt your sh- shoulder even worse. I mean, 
I, I like I, you. I, I would just I would just put him out there if he can play, and then fix him in the offseason. Yeah, exactly. Just crush your fingers. Hope he makes it for the next month or so, and yep, and just ride him. That's it, and fix him in the offseason. Shoulder surgery, whatever it's got to get done. Um, yeah, I didn't I didn't like that move either. And that's uh, a team where they look great on paper, mm-hmm. but it's almost. It's almost like they, they put the, the the wagon before the horse. They right. put they they wanted they thought talent would supersede everything. And I hate to say they didn't have any glue guys, but I think they tried to force in a glue guy at the end in Frazier. Right. And, and just, he just doesn't I'm not saying they don't have great clubhouse guys, but I me personally, I don't think you can win with a Manny Machado as one of your centerpieces, but yeah, and I I did I just didn't think Frazier was the right guy for that team. Yeah, I it felt like a square peg into a round hole. Yeah, I I, I don't know. To me, it it didn't make sense. Um, I don't know if they need a veteran manager. Maybe that could be. That's like, could you see like a like a Mike Sosha going there and just not you know ripping people a new one? But yeah, I, I don't even know if that's the case. I just think they needed their pitching. I think is just not been as good as they wanted it to be, right? Like right. Maddox over five ERA. Snell, like he said, he's giving you four innings, right? And yep. he's almost five ERA. He pitched well. Didn't he pitch well his last start? I, um, either that or the start before. Was it the uh, the 16 inning game? Yes. Yeah, he pitched great that game. Um, but that was probably the first time he's pitched past the sixth inning, you know. Blake so. Snell has pitched 114 innings and he started 24 games. Hmm. So that's less than five in it, five in outing. That's horrible. Yeah. What you're doing is you're putting more emphasis on your on your bullpen. You know, you'd make averaging five walks per nine. And I'll be honest, that's not the guy that they traded for. No. <laughs> Four innings. No. Blake Snell it was the guy. Didn't he win the Cy Young for the? For the Tampa Bay? Um years ago? He might have, yes. Was it the year he won 17 that year? Yeah. So I, I don't know what happened to him. I you know, I guess I know he got hurt, but I guess maybe he's just not fully back from that yet. Um very strange. So I don't know. <laughs> that's a <laughs> that's an interesting team coming down the stretch here. Um I did not see Cincinnati being on top of them in the uh, wild card that's for sure no so so that's how it's you know kind of winding down here the last month or so of the season believe it's going to be september yeah and it's it's going to be a great september for baseball i mean baseball's got yes. looking at shops well and like i said you just at the start of the year i mean with our teams it's different than you know the average small market team as far as expectations with boston and new york but I mean, if you're an average baseball fan, you just want your team to be playing meaningful games in September. Yep. So true. And that's it. And uh, right. And to be honest, a lot of teams are in it now. So, yeah. I mean, did we see Seattle even? I mean, Seattle's not winning the wild card, right? But did we even see them even remotely close to the wild card? (laughs) I mean, at this pace, they'll put up in the 80s wins. That's not a bad year for Seattle. I think they're over and under must have been way under that. Yeah. I, at least I would think so. Cause they had, yeah, we could, we could do that at the end of the year. We could look back at some mm-hmm. of the, 
the maybe just do like the highest over and the high and the yeah. lowest under. True. See who they, lost the most, but so that's that. Um, all right, so let's get into our trivia. Cool. Um, you want to? Go I got ahead? one for you. Okay, go ahead. Um, it's two parts. What is the longest winning streak in Yankees history? Uh, and when did it happen? Like what year or what? How many games? I'll say. I don't know. I'm going to take a guess. I'll say 18 games in uh, in the 27 Yankees. Ooh, 19 in the summer of 47. Mm. Okay. I know 61. It was 60 years ago since they had a winning streak as long as they did this week. So it's been a while. You would think in 98 they would have rattled off. But... Okay. Yeah. Uh, <clears throat> mine are just, I'm going to step out of the Boston Yankee thing for a second here. Okay. Uh, more relevant here. Top 10 active save leaders. Ooh. Um, active save leaders. Not all time. Active. Craig right. Kimbrell. <laughs> for sure, in the <laughs> top 10 that I was not expecting to see. Kimbrell? Kimbrell is number one, 372. Right. Jansen? Number two, 341. Melanson? Number four, 239. Do I dare go with Chapman? He's number three. He just got his 300th. Okay, so I got the top four. That's not yeah, bad. Not bad. Um, this is where it gets a little dicey. This is, yeah. Uh, It'll be impressive if you get these active. Who? Oh boy! <laughs> uh, let me see. I'll give you your think of what? Uh, what's what's the lowest number? Number ten? Like how many saves you're looking at? One forty-four. So not insignificant. Just no, he's, random. Yeah, Inglesias. Not there. Damn. He's 14th at 133. Oh, wow. So there's a lot of people right on the cusp. Mm-hmm. Um, think about guys. You'll you'll get it, I think. It's... Um, Familia? Familia, no. He is uh, 18th at 125. I know. Didn't he have like a 50-save season? Yeah. Wow. So he I fell forgot. off. Oh, Sean Doolittle. No. Damn. He's 20th, 112. Brad Hand. Brad Hand. Nope, I'm 17th, going, 126. Uh, I'm getting the top 20s, but. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I, I mean, um, I can give you hints. Uh, think of the Royals. Oh, Greg Holland. Right, 6th, 219. Okay. Um, let's see. I, I think this guy was also on the Royals, this other guy who's 5th. Wade Davis. No, not that one. Damn. Had a couple of guys, but not him. Wade Davis is not up anywhere. Irvin Santana? He was a starter. Yeah, no. I'm trying to think of guys that have been around forever. Um, a couple of the names. Think of the Mets. The Mets. 
Don't make me think of the Mets. Yeah, I know. It's not a good thing. Uh, yeah, yeah. Um, this guy's not that old, so he might. Oh, what's his name? Um, they're crap closer right now. Edwin right. Diaz. Yes. Seven. I know it's not a ring endorsement, but. 167. You okay, so what Yankees. do I have, like six out of the top ten? Yeah. Think of the Yankees. Other than David Jackson. Robertson? No. He's a 12th, 137. Wow. Okay, so I've got probably like 10 out of the top 20. Oh, I you just... said Wade, Wade Davis is 11th. Yes. Just outside the top. The other Yankee okay. you think of. Ex-Yankee or current? Current. Current. Zach Britton. Right. Eighth. 154. And then, and then I give up. The rest, uh, Yoki. Matt Barnes, maybe? No. No. <laughs> you got Joachim Soria. Oh, yeah. 229 saves. God, he's such good. What about, okay, here's a random one. Mm-hmm. Steve Cishek. He's 15th, 132. Cishek by the seashore shells. selling seashells. Right. The red, yes, they don't quit. The red, the other two that you missed, ninth and tenth. Ninth was Alex Colome. Okay. At one forty-seven, and John Axford. Oh, the Axman. At one forty-four, he's thirty-eight. So. Was he? Is he still with Milwaukee? Uh, yeah. You know what? He might be. Jesus. He's, he's probably with, like their fourth inning guy. He's with Milwaukee. Yeah. Yep. He's a, oh no wait, he only pitched one game for them this year. Okay, so maybe he's he is a fifty-four ERA. Yeah, so maybe he's kind of done. Third of an inning, two earned runs. Mm. Yikes! All right, that was interesting. That yeah, was All right, I got one more for pitching since we're doing okay. that. How about top ten active appearances for a pitcher? Appearances. Yeah. Let me get to hold on. Uh, is outside the top ten. Active appearances. Mm. <laughs> Out of the top ten, is there more in the AL or the NL? Oh. Or, oh, no, never mind. Appearances would be all over the place. Um, is that even up? Oh, wait, shouldn't get it. Hold on. Uh, maybe, maybe, maybe. Things pitch. No game. Here we go. Okay. Innings okay. Pitch. I'm going to go with. Let's just go with some of the closers first. Um, no, middle relievers. It's got to be middle relievers. Hold on. Any um, games played active? Okay. All right. Okay. Um, the guys that have been around a while. This one's. This one seems like it's easier because a lot of older really? guys. Rich Hill. No, he's more of a starter, right? True. I figured 15 years. Think of a, oh, a guy who throws a submarine. Sidearm, 
submarine. Oh, been around forever. Been on a, this guy's number one. He's been on a million teams. He's been on the Mets. He's been on the Astros, the Indians. Um, I'm drawing a blank right Mets, now. Indians, Angels, Cubs, Cleveland, Cubs. Seattle. Man, this guy's been everywhere. Yeah. You've this guy's definitely like a Dunkin' Donuts. You've definitely bumped into this. He's pitched in 822 games. <laughs> Jesus. He's 37 years old. 14 years in the league. Um, what about Soria first off? He's fourth. Seven okay. six. I just want to get somebody off the list. Right. There's no there's only one other closer, actually. Okay. True closer. <laughs> Soria was Soria's like gone from closer to eighth to seventh to like oh, mop yeah. up. He's hung around too. Yeah, he's made the most out of his. The guy who's fifth, <laughs> it's been around forever, and I think he's garbage. But it's amazing how he's he's been around. I'm trying to think of those old school lefties, but they're not many of them are active anymore. Right. One of uh, one two, at least two are lefties. I think, yeah, two are definite lefties that you, you've heard of, but you would never think top five active leader in appearances. Another Met is fifth, a lefty. Met. Former Met. Okay. Now he's, um, I don't even know where he is. Right now he's pitching for Cleveland. Eesh. He's their lefty garbage pitcher, I would assume, because that's what he is. Um, two twenty. Oh, actually, he's pitched in five games this year: three and two thirds, no runs. So, no earned runs. Oh, okay, so I'll give you number one. Just to yeah, s- give me number one. Number one, Joe Smith. Oh God, eight hundred twenty-two appearances right now. That's uh, horrible. Number. All right. Who, who is the lefty that's garbage that you think? Oliver Perez. Oh my God. I forgot about him. He's pitched he's, that long. He's yeah, 19 years. He's 39 years old right now. And he's thrown 696. He's pitched in 696 games. Um, um I'm gonna start, are there start any starters on this list. No. No. No way. Number two. I'll give you number two. Tyler Clippard. Ooh, that's right? a good he's lasted forever. 15 years. I was actually going to try to list him and see how many saves he had. <laughs> yeah, he's, I think he's like 15th or something. I forgot what he was, but he's 795. Oh, let's see if a Cardinal's on this list. Oh, what's his name? Oh, um, the lefty that's always injured, Andrew Miller. No, he's getting up there. No, yeah, he's 16th. Okay. 606 appearances. Think of, uh-huh. um, that's nothing. The one closer is up there, and I can't believe he's got this many appearances, actually. He's, he's 33, 12 years in the league. He's a closer right now. I don't know. I'm blanking. I'm sorry. All right. Kenley Jansen is sixth. Oh. I didn't think he'd have that many appearances. but I didn't think he would have that many appearances. He's a guy that's gotten a bum rap, yeah. I think. So number two was Clippard. Number three, I thought you'd get this guy. Pitch for the Giants. Uh, Alex Wood? No, Sergio Romo. Ooh. He's been around forever. Yeah, he has. Games. Um, about, um, he's number three. Number. I mean, he's number four. Number. Uh, no, I'm sorry. He's number three. Number four is Soria. 
766, number five. So it's those type of guys, I'm thinking. Um, Sixth was Jansen, 686. The next four guys. The next guy's got to be random. Yeah, the seventh is very random, and I didn't realize he's this old either. But Go ahead. Joe Bimo. Bimo? Bimo? Oh, yeah. He's 44 years old. For what? Yeah. And he's only got What team is he on? Lead. I think that's – he hasn't what team? Oh, he didn't pitch this year. How is that even possible? Why is he in, on the active list? That's weird. I'm looking at it now. He's oh, what not. about uh, – no, you said no more closers. I was going to say, what about Kimbrell? No, he's not. He's not even top 20. Jesus. Oh, here's a random one. He sucks now, but <laughs> Pedro Strop? No. Oh, he's 18th, actually. All right. So he's all right. It's close. I don't know why I thought of him. Think of, all right, here, a, a lefty. This one you should get. A lefty. Think of a Giants lefty. Giants. And he's a current player. He That's also pitched for the Angels. He plays for the Giants now, but. He's obviously in the bullpen. Um, he was on Pittsburgh. He closed some games with Pittsburgh. Oh, um, you got him. Obviously a lefty. Um, McGee. No, Watson. Tony Watson. Tony, Tony Watson. Yes, six seventy four. Uh, wow, he's he's only probably pitching a handful of games this year. Yeah, number ten was. What about? No, he's a starter. I was going to say Scott Casimir. He's bounced yeah. around. Yeah. He's getting old. Um, number 10 is David Robinson. He's How many? 61. How many? 661. Just to be 10th on this list? Mm-hmm. So say you come in for 50 games a year for 13 years. You're not on this list. <laughs> I guess so. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, yeah, I would have no clue about the others. The, the only other one you're missing is eighth, Brian Shaw. Oh, of course. A righty. Yeah. Is he on Cleveland still? Yeah. He's of course Francona would games. use him like five times a week, probably. Yeah, 63 games. So he's who's the manager for the Indians now? Is that DeMarlo Hale? Uh yee. who is? Yeah, Jesus. Brian Shaw has 63 appearances this year. That's right. Francona is technically the manager, but he took the the year off, right, Denny, or the rest of the year? Yep. Off? Uh, half the year. Yeah, right. They also have another um, Rule Five guy from you guys, who's pitched fifty innings this year. Trevor Stefan. Hmm. He's got a. He's three and all with a four ERA. He was a Rule Five. He was out of the bullpen. He's twenty five. Yeah. Oh. So two guys, him and Whitlock. So it's showing that you're. Uh, and he was drafted by you guys. Yes. Look at that. Very random. Yeah, there you go. <laughs> that is very random. <laughs> yes. Anytime so, we get yeah. some of the names we got on this on this episode. Yeah, definitely. I don't know if they're going to draw viewers in, but. Right. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> Sergio Romo fan club. Yeah, maybe. You never know. <laughs> some of these, but hats off to some of these guys that can last that long. I mean, in the league. For what, 15 years? 
It's not easy. Yeah. So, all right. So anyway, that I think that's our show. We've gotten through everything. And uh, then, what? That? Oh, next week will be the day or two before the Hall of Fame. Right. So we're, we're going to talk a little bit about the guys going into the Hall of Fame. Um, and maybe we'll have another discussion on who should be in it. More guys, because we could we could have. What's the over under for mentioning Derek Jeter next week? <laughs> I'll try not to mention him that much. <laughs> I'll do my best for the. Uh, but no, nah, he deserves to be taught. I mean, if not him, who? Right. You know? Yeah, no, it's it's hard. It's hard. You I know, mean, he's him, the prototypical first ballot. Yeah. Yeah. And then we review big series with Tampa and Boston, four games. See if we can help out the Yankees and win. I think you guys can. Yeah. <laughs> I definitely, yeah, that, that's going to be the series. I'm, I'm going to be keeping an eye out for sure. Uh, these are the next couple of games while we're out on the West Coast and then we come back to play Baltimore. Big thing, Kluber, I think, comes back this week and also um, – and when are the um, real quick? When are the September call-ups? Probably tomorrow. I would think so, but you can only. Isn't it only two two people, right? I th- they don't do the forty anymore. No, I, you could have. I think it's the forty man, but you can only add two more to the. You could only have twenty eight on the active. Yeah. Okay. It's not like the remember from the past few years. It was like just throw whoever you want. You had five. Yeah, just basically take the AAA team and move them up. Yeah, it was getting a little weird only because of the bullpens. You know, you could mix and match every almost every batter for a while. Yeah, you don't have you don't have a book on any of them. Right. So, yeah, it became unfair, you know, not unfair, but just stupid, you know. Yeah. So they finally, I think, uh, did something about it. But um, be interesting. Yeah, it's going to be. And listen, every week now, every game counts. There's no more. Ah, it's early. It's no more. What's it like? I think it's nine weeks until, or maybe even eight and a half until the World Series starts. Yeah. So these are every game counts now. This is this is big time baseball. So we're all excited about it, and um, we're excited about talking about it every week with you guys. Thanks for listening, and uh, we will see you guys next week. Sounds good.